0: You're listening to a sin Media Podcast. Previously heard live on sin
1: 90.7.
2: This is In Joke at sin nine point seven, 90.7 with Marcy, Rao and Pat. The song you just heard was uh, Talk To Me by k Ten. The song before was Alanta Ray's Young and Beautiful. Both really, really lovely songs.
0: Very nice songs. And right now, we're joined on the line by Lisa Brickell to have a quick chat about um, her and Siri Mbala's um show Mockingbird which will be showing at the Butterfly Club on the 18th to the 20th of October thanks so much for joining us Lisa. Pleasure. Awesome so um this will be your first time bringing Mockingbird to Australia after sellout seasons in Sydney New Zealand and Norway how excited are you to bring it over here?
1: Yeah really excited yeah so we went to um Sydney in February and um So this will be the first time in Melbourne. Sorry, yeah, uh, but I part of Australia, by (laughs) that. Yeah, I think it is. (laughs) Correct. And, um, yeah, yeah, they're really excited because Melbourne's a fantastic, you know, hub of all sorts of, you know, creative stuff. That's always, you know, really interesting things that are happening. So it'd be great to be part of that. And also the Butterfly Club. I haven't performed there before, but it seems like a really, really interesting place, you know, all sorts of great shows on there. So, yeah, looking forward to it.
0: It is a very interesting place. I was there last night, and it looks like just the inside of an op shop. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I've been there before.
1: It's really quirky, isn't it? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> a really, a really
0: place, actually.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, So now, as a, as a stand-up comedian, I've noticed that there's been, um, throughout the scene, that there's been a move to write more shows that deal with more difficult issues. Given your show is, like, mm. one that also deals with these hard issues, why do you think this, like, trend has emerged?
1: I think it's that whole thing of the serious laugh. You know what I mean? Like, when you laugh at something, it, is, it really makes you think about it, and often you are uh, kind of... You Kind of learn a lot more than if, like for example, when I go to see something and it's all very serious and I can't go away going, okay, that was kind of interesting. But when you actually, when you get to laugh, you kind of really sort of think about it and, um, kind of opens your mind and changes your views on things and that kind of thing. So I think it's a, it's kind of like a really powerful tool that's been used throughout, you know, the world and throughout history in so many different ways. And I think it's coming back sort of um, into its own at the moment, you know, all these, you know, much more kind of serious topics, but treated, you know, in a lighter way, or way that makes you laugh and think about it afterwards.
3: Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's
1: quite, mm.
2: very fascinating. Um, so your show Mockingbird, it explores a subject not commonly discussed in society. Um, could you tell us more about how your show explores the subject matter and what insights it, it provides into the things presented?
1: Sure. So yeah, Bird is really about mental health. So it's about, you know, generally it's about depression, psychosis and that kind of thing. But in particular, it's about, it's my, actually my own experience with, I personally, I had this real fear of having children and of the whole thing of commitment, you know, to, to a relationship or to having kids and that kind of thing. So, um, it's basically, it's based on my own story and my, the thing is my female ancestors actually were like kind of described as really creative types and kind of party and all types and then they got into a kind of serious relationship and had children and then they all struggled really from really severe postnatal depression and then ended up kind of getting in those days you kind of got locked up into an asylum and given shock treatment and all sorts of things so that um that's sort of the lineage I've come from. So when I kind of you know, when I've got into a relationship and someone's mentioned wanting to have children, I'm like, Oh no, no thanks. <laughs> okay. It's kind of fear of commitment. Both <laughs> of the word. But um so it's kind of so this was based on my own story and um, you know, I did meet this this guy who was really into having kids. <laughs> At first he seemed kind of commitment phobic like me, so it was all good. And then, um, and then he, you know, he comes from a really big family and he was saying, you know, actually I do want to have them. And so that's sort of the kind of early part of the the show and then it kind of goes from there. But, um, so that's my own sort of story. And then I also um, met someone from Western Sydney University, a woman called Diana Jeffries, who did a whole lot of research into, in particular, it's called Callan Park and Gladefield Gladesville Hospitals in Sydney or they used to be called Tarbin Creek Lunatic Asylum back in the day and she did all this research about people that were admitted there um, right back from 1885 to more modern times and the kind of the diagnosis they got and the treatment and all of that. So all of that research is also in the show as well. So it's kind of a combination of my own experience and my, my ancestors and then the um, all this research that
3: she's done as well. Yeah, it really sounds like a well thought out show that has a lot of thought behind it. Um, mm-hmm. How has how has the audience been receiving this so far?
1: Yeah, well, it was really interesting. Um, I just, when we did our tour of Norway, we went down the west coast of Norway, and we always do the show, and we have a bit of, you know, a and a and that sort of thing. And... Um, yeah, they were saying, you know, I think New Zealand and Australia are, are kind of much further ahead than Norway. And I was surprised, being Scandinavia, it's always been so far ahead of everything with everything. But they said it's really not talked about mental health. It's really kind of hush-hush. And, you know, if, if, you, if you struggle with depression or if someone else you know, in your family does, you should keep it top secret and, you know, that kind of thing. So because this show is about bringing this out into the open and talking about it and saying you know so many of us do struggle with depression at different times and you know um, that it was kind of quite groundbreaking that you know it was really um, it it caused a whole lot of interesting discussion and so on afterwards so that was really interesting and all these kind of stories came out about you know their own lives and their people they know friends and family and I kind of never told anyone. So it was that was really interesting, um, compared to say doing it in Sydney or i or done it in New Zealand as well. That um the conversation afterwards is kind of just a bit more it's a bit more sort of natural and it's kind of something that we talk about a bit more nowadays. You know, I mean ten or twenty years ago we didn't much at all, but we're starting to you know, kind of talk more about mental health. So, um yeah, it's kind of the audiences have been kind of different in different places but the response has always been that people really enjoyed it because it was a black comedy. It wasn't a pressing play about depression, if you know. What I mean. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really it's, cool that you know, like
3: so many people from different cultures can bring something different and it can be different things for different people like as you are saying in Norway people who weren't talking as much about mental health and now maybe they will be more so.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It kind of opens the whole the whole thing up, you know, and people, yeah, so it's, you know, and that's the whole thing about a show. It's about raising awareness and reducing stigma and discrimination and kind of, you know, being able to talk about it, and that is quite normal when a lot of us have, you know, do <laughs> go through yeah. different experiences with mental distress in different ways. So, yeah, that's. I mean, the whole aim of it really is to just bring it out into the open, which, Back in the days, you know, my mother and her mother, you know, my grandmother and great grandmother, it was so incredibly hidden. Like, in my mother's day, she remembers when her mother wasn't well. You know, she would, um, you know, if someone asked, her, How's your mother? She Oh, she's fine. She's just, you know, she's hurt her arm, or, you know, she's taken in hospital because she's hurt her arm, you know, something physical. to that boy has to, you know, her father would say, Make sure you say she's, you know, she's, she's got a headache or she's just never mentioned what it actually is, kind of thing. So, it's um, yeah. That's no, really interesting. That slowly, you know, with it's becoming more and more okay to talk about it, and yeah, and, yeah. and then in shows, talking about it, yeah, your that's, shows that's become part really of this movement thing.
3: Where it's becoming more and more okay well, to talk about mental health.
1: Yeah, yeah. So slowly things are starting to change, which is fantastic. That, and um, yeah, yeah. so
0: I think that is really interesting because I I think I read that you did received some opposition on social media and things saying that like how much influences that projects in the arts could have on on social justice and change but it it seems like you have had a a real impact especially in Norway.
1: Yeah totally yeah we did have something about oh what can the arts really do you know it's just entertaining really a few comments like that but um, yeah but then we've had quite the opposite as well people saying wow it really kind of made me think and I kind of understand more, you know, people who haven't experienced it firsthand or, you know, in their family or whatever, they like really, really understanding more about mental health. And we've actually had a lot of people who work in the field, like GPs and people like that, who have said, no, we don't even really get trained in mental health when we're training to be a GP. And, um, And then we get these people coming with, you know, depression and different things, and we really don't know. What to do? Like you know, we prescribe some antidepressants and say, "Oh, he's a pamphlet and good luck." <laughs> you know, they they say you know our our training that we get is, is so limited that to go to a show like this, you really get an inside look into how it is, you know, experiencing mental health issues, and you really get some insight. And they're saying it's been really helpful for them when they you know when they are working with people, they they understand a lot more about it. So that's fantastic
2: yeah, like that, that's really important and all of that. Um, your, your show utilises a variety of personal anecdotes from your own family's personal history in order to unpack and add a personal touch to, to what your show explores. Um, how do you think including these anecdotes add to the storytelling of the show and, and like conveying the themes that are that invoked from the show?
1: Sorry, Doctor. Can you say that one more
2: time, that Christian? Oh. Last question, please. Uh, no worries. Uh so your show utilizes a variety of personal anecdotes from your own family's personal history in order to unpack and add a personal touch to what the show explores. How do you think including these anecdotes add to the storytelling of the show and conveying the themes that are that are invoked from from the show?
1: Great, thank you. Yeah. So I think it's really important to talk, I mean, personally, you know, I love to go to a show where there is something from someone's actual life and personal anecdotes from their life in terms of, you know, um, storytelling, because that's something that I really enjoy, but I think when when it is about something like mental health and you have experienced it yourself and you can bring these different anecdotes from your life, I think it really kind of enriches it because it's really kind of an inside look into this, you know, this theme rather than someone who kind of works in the field or something and is doing something about it, which is great. But I think when you have that lived experience yourself and, you know, and your family and so on as well, kind of brings a lot more depth to, to the actual show and to the themes of the show.
2: I uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like the idea of like having those kinds of experiences, those those experiences yourself, they they do invoke a lot a lot to the story and they do and they do allow you to tell like deeper and more personal stories. So I
3: also I also find it adds more credibility to what you're saying. Mm. Like it gives like a face mm. to the story.
1: Mm. Absolutely, yeah. So it's it's really um because it's personal and it's uh, you know, it's a true story. You know, aspects of this. Of course, you never let the truth get in the way of a good story. So, you know, this is, there's aspects of, a, yeah. a lot of aspects of, of truth. But, you know, of course, there's some bits that, um, are needed in terms of the storytelling and the, the structure of the whole piece that need to kind of, you know, be altered slightly. But yeah, I think I totally agree. I think it's that credibility and it's that, that kind of personal connection, you know, that yeah, you, definitely. as an audience member, you really, you know, you can kind of yeah, it's just that that connection you get with this type of story.
3: What do you think we'll see next from you?
1: So well, next I'm actually the next stage of this. Um, after this tour, we've got one more tour after that. Is we're actually going to turn it into film next. So that's oh, um, oh, that's yeah, very cool. that's yeah. So that's the next stage of this. But this is um. Yeah, we're still, in next March, we've actually got a tour all around New Zealand and all down, especially the rural areas, and then even down Stewart Island, which I've never been to, which is right down the bottom. So that'll be really interesting, through an organisation called Arts on Tour, that is funded by Creative New Zealand, the Arts Council. So we'll be doing that right through March. And then, yes, after that, we are then transitioning to turn it to a film, so that will be fantastic.
0: That's, that's really cool. Yeah, so, it sounds really exciting. Yeah. So the show
1: is called yeah. Mockingbird.
0: Is it in any way inspired by Harper Lee's Mockingbird or To Kill a Mockingbird?
1: Uh, not really, no. What it's inspired by is the song, when I was young, my mother used to always sing a song about a mockingbird. And I was thinking, what is that? Because it's not native to this country <laughs> and I don't need it to Australia either. But it's got, I think it's something like Hush, little baby, do Yes, that's and, all way that and I was always sort of fascinated by that. And then um, also, I in the show, I have this character who is uh, based on del dell'arte, which is something that I studied and uh, worked in studied in a school called Jacques Lecoq in Paris, which is a physical theatre and comedy school, and um, and then went on to live in Italy and work with Commedia. And it's a half-mask form, which is kind of political comedy in a way, and there's a character in the show that is kind of like the inner critic in each of our minds, you know, going, oh, you can't do that, and oh, no, of course you can. So it's that sort of that critic in our minds, and she's personified into this half-mask, Commedia esque character, and this it was really interesting. We were doing the show, and someone came up to me afterwards and said, "I so get why you've called it Mockingbird. That character is such a Mockingbird, like because the mask is quite um, not beak-like, but there's sort of a beak kind of quality. So it was like, and she's always mocking and kind of putting you know putting the characters down and that sort of thing. So, so even though I didn't even think about that, (laughs) one of the audience members (laughs) said. I've got it, why it's called that. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> afterwards, totally. But, um, yeah, so that was great to have an audience to tell me that. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's cool. So yeah. for everyone wanting to check out um, Mockingbird, you'll be at the Butterfly Club from the 18th to the 20th of October. Um, and the yeah. best way to find out about that, that's to jump on the Butterfly Club website, is it?
2: That is, yeah, that would be the best way.
0: Yeah, at
2: 5.30 p.m.,
0: <laughs> so, thanks so much for, for talking to us today, um, Talisa. To oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: thank you so much. Wonderful. Awesome.
3: This was a Sin Media podcast, previously heard live on Sin 90.7.
2: Okay. See you later. Bye bye.